What's going on guys? Welcome to episode 38 of the Fuel for Football. I am your host Sanchez Bailey and this is the final episode of the season and so it was only right to bring in a special guest. I think today is probably um, a very a special guest close to home, not only by location but also you know, from me growing up and seeing this player develop in the game. I'm speaking to someone who will be regarded as a Chelsea legend for the ladies team. Um, you know exactly what their season's been like. And it'll be good to touch base with them. I don't know if, if she will claim Waterloo, but we're claiming her as a Waterloo legend. I'm speaking to Drew Spence. How are you doing? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm Waterloo elephant and parcel, so you can say a bit in between. Listen, Waterloo is claiming you. <laughs> How are you, though? You well? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, had the last training session of the season today and then got one more game left tomorrow. And then, yeah, we sign off for summer, really. Right. How was training today? How's the mood been? Um, obviously, we, we know what happened on Sunday. Uh, and sorry to hear, well, my condolences about the game. But how is the spirit with the team at the moment? Yeah, I know. It's, it was the first time we've been back in. We had two days off after Sunday um, just to really mentally prepare and refresh. And I think, yeah, we uh, we was we was good. Just wanted to get really back on the pitch and put things right. Um, we didn't want to end the season like that. So, thankfully, we actually have got a game tomorrow. Um, normally, the season will be done. But, um, yeah, we've got FA Cup game tomorrow, which doesn't really count until next season. It's a bizarre one. But, I mean, during a p- pandemic, these kind of things happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, everyone's spirits was up and training with good intensity. And really, it's just about being professional now isn't it? and getting the win tomorrow. Absolutely. And may I say that, you know, despite the result, for you to get to the Champions League final was a great achievement in itself. And, you know, despite the result, I even said to you once uh, a few days before, congrats in advance. That congratulations was regardless of the result. The fact that you've got there and your season that you've had, I still want to extend that congratulations. So credit to you and the team. And I'm glad that you have an opportunity to end the season in the way that you would desire to. So um, yeah. all the best um, with that as well. Let me kind of explain how we kind of know each other because I said that it was close to home, close to location. So not only location-wise was we close in terms of location, but we also played um, football together, you know. We played in what we would regard as, you know, um, a legendary night on a Tuesday night in in Waterloo. And we don't even know what the session was officially known as. We just called it Leroy's. Right, that's that's how we that's how we knew it. And Leroy is, is your pups, and we played football with you guys. Do you remember that time? Yeah, of course, man. When I was like off season, I would always it was Tuesday night, innit? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so I was always making sure that I was kind of ticking over and coming down and playing with all you boys. Obviously, yeah, your, your game has to go to another level, and it's a bit of bit of fun, but it was so competitive and. Yeah. Yeah, man. Everyone loved Leroy's, man. People, sometimes you get down there, you couldn't even get a game that was that many people yes, down there. Yeah. yeah, serious. We had to um, sometimes do it on two pitches as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Appreciate it. All you, all you guys playing with all you guys when I was younger it's probably definitely helped me in my, in my career. Just, like, technical. You have to be, like, when you're playing with so many good boys that have gone on to have for sure um speaking of that actually there's quite a lot of players that have come from there and i don't remember him being there but 
maybe you might, a lot of people tell me this, that even Sancho used to come to, to the sessions. I don't remember that. That's what I heard. I don't know. But who do you know that's gone into the game and now playing professional football? Well, obviously, Deji was there, yeah. right? He's, he's at, at Charlton, right? He's at Charlton now. But I just seen another day that I think he might be moving on to somewhere else. I'm not too sure. But yeah, he was there. Then obviously, like, he had Vic and stuff who played. And then obviously, Aziz used to come down. And then people like Solomon, who used to be at Chelsea, him and Aziz used to be at Chelsea. And they've gone to play abroad and different stuff. So you had, but like, there were so many ballers. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, I could, the, the list goes on to how many players that could have could have aspired to do more. But you know how tough it is to be a, a, a male footballer, especially to get in around, I don't know, League One Championship, make it to the Prem. So yeah. credit to the boys that have been, yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, since you mentioned that and you said there's a lot of ballers, can you attest to what I brought to the table when I played there? Like, could you remember? I'm sure you sure he is a defender, right? Oh, no, forget about it. But yeah, she does rate me. I was a striker. Was <laughs> you a striker? No way. Yeah, I can yeah. just remember that you're tall. Yeah. And I always thought that you played at the back for some reason. I can't I can't really remember. My bad. But I mean in fiver it's like it's different, isn't it? Yeah, fiver yeah. side is like kind of play anywhere. Yeah. I was hoping you was gonna big me up there, but we'll move on from that. Um just kinda, you know, obviously we spoke about this kind of being sports psych focused, and one of the things what I do when I watch football, I watch it from a different lens. I don't just watch it for watching its sake, I look at the psychological elements that I can pick out. And going back to Sunday very quickly, one of the things that I noticed that I've never ever noticed on a final, especially from a, a losing team, was a team going into a huddle after the match, right? And that's something that I noticed with you, with you on Sunday, that the whole team was in a huddle, you know, you were speaking, um, Hayes was speaking as well, but that shows great union within the team and that's not really something that you can fake. That's something that you guys consciously uh, assembled and, you know, made uh, happen then that kind of makes me think about what your team is like in terms of what you go out for the season and your objectives. I would imagine you guys to have maybe regular meetings that maintain your union, but then I would also imagine you guys setting objectives for the season. So if we was to kind of cast your mind back to the start of the season, did you guys have objectives and things that you wanted to achieve? And if, if I can dare ask, what were they? Yeah, of course. Uh, first, I think first meeting of the year, um... We just, Emma just spoke and she just said, I think at the time there were six trophies that we could win. So it's obviously it was the FA Cup from the year previously because lockdown happened and everything stopped. Then there was a Community Shield, Conti Cup, the League, Champions League, and then the FA Cup that we thought would happen this year, but that's happening next year. So in was was told basically but we want to win all trophies and that's our goal. Um we was a bit frustrated with how the season ended prior because you know some people were saying did they really win it even though it's on points per game and stuff like that but so I think that was our real objective to prove everyone wrong and yeah we've had a, an amazing season there's been girls that have not really gone home um, that are internationals so they've had to face those challenges Luckily for the people that are in England, when things was a bit more relaxed, you could see your family. But the girls that haven't have not seen their family for over a year, some a year and a half. So it's been tough on that aspect. And we wanted to make sure that 
we were competing on all fronts. Yeah. Um, obviously, Champions League is the main goal for us. We fell short in the end hurdle, but we're so proud of where we've come to because for for some for some of us, including myself, that was like seven eight years of work, you know, to get to to get to that final and just shows that we're not quite there yet but that's okay because we'll come back stronger next season and like you said we had a huddle at the end of the game but that's just us we're a family we know we know what we all want and we all want to get that last trophy you know so I think it was a tough tough loss to take on Sunday we're all devastated but we've got to pick ourselves up and go again for tomorrow love that and um, I appreciate the honesty and you just telling us inside information um, and I feel like, well, let me even ask that before I even say that. So you guys actually set out as a target to, to work towards the Champions League at the start of the season? Yeah, uh, that was, our goal was to win it. Um, we know the squad that we have, we're more than capable of winning it. Um, but that's that's Chelsea, that's that's our target every year. It's just not yeah. this season, it's the, the season before, it'll be next season, it'll be the season after that. We are, we're winners and we want to win every year. And we've had an unbelievable year if you look back at it um absolutely yeah and so yeah appreciate that and i just wanted to reinforce that in terms of you setting goals and objectives for for the season and for those listening you know that's something that i definitely would encourage to to even start setting in place for yourself even now having a reflection of your current season identify the things that you've done well identify the things you want to improve on and what you want to work on for the following so um, I'm glad that we was able to to get an example of what you guys set, or ladies, should I say, and what you did to to achieve that. Um, even though you didn't get exactly what you want, but you worked a number of games continuously, home and away, to to get to where you wanted to get to. So when I introduced you at the beginning and I said a Chelsea legend, and and that's not you know a hyperbole, that's that's actual facts, right? You know you've been at the club for over, well over a decade now. And, and that's not to toot your, your, uh, the horn. That's no accident. That's no mistake. There's been so many players that have come and gone. And for you to last at the highest, you know, highest level in, in the WSL, there has to be an element of consistency. Now, what I would kind of ask you is then, what have you kind of done to make sure that you stay consistent and maybe avoid complacency? Because I'm sure if you didn't do that, you wouldn't be there to this day. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for me, it's always been tough. My career has not been plain sailing as, you know, others. And I, I've really had to work on myself off the pitch, um, just fitness-wise, nutrition-wise, making sure I'm putting my, myself in the best possible position to compete on all fronts. And, yeah, this year's been really tough for me mentally. I've not played as much as I was used to. Um, but that's just because of the quality of our players that we have around us. We have captains of their countries, players that play in internationals, and you have to be fighting for your position every day. And yes, I was injured at the beginning of the season for three months, so that kind of set me back and have had to kind of claw my way back in. But like you said, it's about consistency, and every year I have to bring another level. And I think if I wouldn't have brought those levels every year, then I, I still wouldn't be at Chelsea. And something that I think now I'm getting older, I'm more proud of myself for my, the amount of titles that I've won and how I, I continue to find a way, I think. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, 
and what I even said before in terms of you accepting the season, reflecting and looking forward, what do you want for yourself next season? What, what, what are you kind of... I don't even know if you've even had that time to do that because your season's not completely done yet. So even if you've had that thought and you're able to share, like what, what do you want for yourself next season? Yeah, I just want to keep pushing myself, um, find a new level of fitness that I've never had before. Yeah. So I need to really go and look at my game, see what others are doing that I'm potentially not. Um, just get back better tactically as well, you know, just just find little tweaks. I think that's the, the most important thing, talk to players and see see what they do and what I don't do and what I could do more of. Um, and yeah, I think ultimately the goal is next year is just to win the Champions League, to win every title possible. But I think that is at the top of the list. Um, it's the only trophy that I don't have. So it's like, it's there, but it's not quite there yet. Um, but that's exciting because it just shows that we need to work harder and see what more we have to do to, to reach that goal. I love, I love the way that you're speaking. Um, it just echoes your mindset. Like there's nothing other than achieving you know, in terms of what you're you're aiming for. And there's that kind of explains why you're at the level that you're at and what you've achieved. You know, as I said, it's no accident. Question, quick question. This is a side note question and nothing I even prepared for. You mentioned about looking and seeing what other people are doing. Do you have like, I'm sure you probably do, but do you have someone that you work with um, that kind of helps you with the fitness aside from Chelsea, someone private? No, I don't actually. Okay. I don't, I can, I've looked to reach out to people before but obviously lockdown happened so he was a bit secluded so he was pretty much by himself so I had to just go off the back done a lot of online sessions yeah. and and stuff like that um but yeah definitely in the summer that's something that I'm looking to do I've actually done something before with my brother mm-hmm. with someone in Essex um but yeah it's important to have someone outside of football because you don't always want to be in off season and then going back in you kind of need that mental break so it's, it's so important to have that freshness because otherwise if you're just going into training on off-season to work on pre-season, when you come back in, it's like you never left kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do need to look into that and I think it's something that I'll be uh, probably reaching out to people in the next few weeks, really. I'm going to send you one, uh, a contact for one of my guys. He's serious in the game. He actually, um, I'll tell you a few players he's worked with um, off, the, off the pod, but he's in Cobham a lot, put it that way. Um, he's oh, worked, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll tell you a lot more about him. Um, I don't even know if you're based in Cobham, but I would assume you're not too far. Yeah, yeah, not, not too yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, cool. Minutes. All right, cool. So yeah, um, I'll, I'll pass on someone to you. But um, I'm not that kind of guy that, yes, I'm involved in psychology and, you know, that's my main focus. I'm not really someone that tries to, to push it in a way that markets myself more. Um, and I'm saying that to say that it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And so... Um, you know, I thought about that and I thought, you know what, I think it's my responsibility, even though I don't like trying to use the, the name to, you know, to get anywhere. But it's my responsibility to, to at least to the listeners, at least to push them with awareness of about themselves and about the mindset and how you can develop and look after your mental health. And I'm, and I'm sure that there's been challenges for you throughout the season or even just your career, should I say. Now, my question to you is, do you have someone in your, either in your team or even your family, friendship or circle that you kind of go to when the going gets tough that supports you in that element? Yeah, so we have a, 
um, psychologists at the club if we need to speak to anyone. Um, it's always been a, an important thing at Chelsea that, you know, if you ever need help, it's here kind of thing. I have a really great family that I can speak to and if I don't feel sometimes feel as comfortable speaking to them, I've got an amazing group of close close friends that I've had for for a number of years. So I do have a great um, support system, if you like to say. So I'm lucky in that aspect. And yeah, football is tough. It's so mentally challenging. Um, like since I met my partner recently, she only realised how tough football is because I, sometimes I come home and I'm like, my mood's up here, but then next day it'll be all the way down here and it just it just flips 24-7, you know? So oh. it, is, it is really it is really tough, especially when you're not playing those as well, you know? You have to kind of flip your mindset and just push everything to not only help the players that are not playing in that particular game, but push yourself to make sure you're there as well. So, um, yeah. I'm glad. And, and I asked you just just to hear the, the array of people around you. And, I'm, and I want to echo that. It's, it's important to have more than one person around you that you can kind of go to. But at the same time, something that I've always pushed this season is not just to go to someone when the tough, you know, when it's tough. It's also good to get in the habit of speaking to someone when you are in a great place. And you mentioned that with your, with your partner, that you're, sometimes you'll go home and you're on the high. Sometimes it's, you know, the, the times where I'm not so high. And it's important for you to, to not just go to someone in the tough times. And that's something that I really want to push out there as well to all the listeners. And even just reinforcing that to yourself. Like sometimes you just don't think that sometimes speaking about the positive is something you should do. But we always put in our minds we should speak about the tough. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a bad habit um, amongst us humans. So not even just athletes or anything of the sort. Now, another conversation that I've had with a number of players in, in my career, so to speak, is, is about the element of politics. And it's a, it's a really horrible uh, topic and it's hard because you can't control many things. And I'm not going to put any words into your mouth, but, you know, um, you've had a situation uh, in your career where you may brand as politics we don't need to get into it but my question is how have you managed to deal with factors like that out of your control and manage to keep your morale high when maybe you've been challenged with something that could be branded as politics yeah i mean politics goes on throughout the whole world you know what i mean it's as big as in sports as it is anywhere else um but it's just something that you just have to overcome uh, it's been tough for me at times, but also I think I've come out of the better side of it. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna represent Jamaica, so I go on my first camp next, my first camp next month, which is a blessing for me because I get to embrace and get to learn more about my my culture and which is part of me, which will be exciting and just to be on the international stage will be just amazing to just experience that and you know get to work with different kind of players and work with a new coach and see what, how they see, see the game because you know every coach sees the game differently so um yeah like I said it's what will be will be I think that's always been my saying and it's just life it's life you have to overcome so many hurdles and it's like I said, it's important to have people around you because if I didn't have them people when that, all that was going on, I don't know, might not have had a career today. I might have just spiraled out of control. So, yeah, I'm thankful to all of them. 
For sure. Um, and if anyone's not too sure about the scenario, I think it's very uh, researchable and Googleable, if that's a word. Um, it, from what you said, it sounds like there needs to be an element of acceptance. So accepting that there is going to be politics so that when it does arrive, it affects you a little bit less. Am I correct in even yeah. saying that? to an extent mm -hmm. I think you can obviously be frustrated you can be annoyed but you can only there's only so much you can do you can say your piece and then after that I mean it's up it's up to the other people to really change that if yeah. it's going to change if it's not going to change so there's only so much you can do you have to just try your best or say what you're you're feeling at the time if whatever scenario it could be it could be any part of life I like you that to just be so um yeah, just, just speak your truth. That's what I'd probably say. I like that. I like that. And and appreciate that information. I'm sure it will be golden for somebody listening um, amongst our viewership and, and listenership. So with that being said, what would you kind of, you look at yourself and, you know, you've had your career, which has been largely successful. I might even be able to answer this myself just from listening and speaking to you. But what would you say is probably your greatest asset of your mental side of your game? So we could talk about physical, um, your midfielder. So I'm sure you'll be giving me midfielder related attributes. But if we look at the mental side, what would you say is probably your greatest attribute? I think it's something I've really had to work on. Um, I'm a confidence player. I have to have confidence. And I think a lot of footballers are confidence players. Um, and it's... I've struggled with it this season and not saying that I'm, I know I'm, I've got like a handbook. I could tell you everything, what to do. Yeah. I just think for me, my mental, my best one is just, or my, probably my, my main one is that I always find a way. And I think if you fight, if you be able to dig deep and find, find a way, then you'll, you'll guide your own path, you know? And I think that's been, massive for me throughout my whole career like there's been times I've I've been so close to being released but I found a way I'm really been close to being released for but I found a way and I think that's all that's always important mm -hmm. problem solving I like that and credit to you you know uh despite the difficulties that you have faced I feel for you to have the amount of success that you've had there is going to be an element of challenges and 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 struggle along the way so you know, um, again, it's you finding the way and I'm more than confident and looking forward to seeing how you navigate the next few years. Have you thought about maybe post-football in terms of what you would like to get yourself into? Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot, a lot especially throughout lockdown, you know, you had so much time yeah, to think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I want to stay in, stay in the industry in one way or the other. I don't know if that's working with a brand, if that's, or being an agent, because I know how much I hated having those conversations when I was younger, and then when when I when I got an agent, it was so much like such like a weight lifted off my shoulders, so to speak. So, and plus, you don't all, when there's so many girls that what well, happens in football all the time. There's people that get ripped off. You know, what I mean, there's there's agents that are not looking out for your best interests, and I think I'll be good at doing that and plus I've been a part of the game so I know how it works and I think that's my main thing that I want to go into um and then just having other side of it, it's like working with brands and stuff like that that would be something that I'd like yeah I can see that for sure especially just 
speaking to you and just hearing how you you know you've you're so honest as well and ambitious i think that's something that's needed in the game where someone's been there and also has that empathy and and realism in their approach and and that's what i get from you and drew like you know i don't want to keep mentioning this but i i guess someone who will claim you as a waterloo legend like we're proud of you i can speak for the whole the whole era and say that we're proud of you in terms of you coming out representing well you staying consistent at the top level and you're still young like you know you yeah. you still got years in you if you want to if you want yeah. to you know yeah. so i i look forward to seeing what comes from your career i did promise i won't take too much of a time and you know the sun's no, i don't want you to catch any hailstones right now so <laughs> but listen yeah again all the best with with the, the the match tomorrow which i'm assuming is like a community shield match type of match no it's a fa cup so if we i thought you won the fa cup already no no, no, no. We won the Conti Cup, which is basically the equivalent oh. to the Carabao. So, right. um, so this the FA Cup is the FA Cup, and it's same as right. the men's right, right, same right, kind right, of right. format, but it's for, it carries on into next year because they couldn't fit it all in. I don't it know. Won't be a speak to it. No, well, if uh, it's a weird one because if we go through and then we obviously if we go through, we go through to the quarters. And then it carries on in the finals in December. So if you win it, it's like you've done the quadruple, but you don't really feel like you've done the quadruple because it's not in the same year. Yeah, yeah, so, but yeah. we'll take the trouble this season. It's fine. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, congrats on that, at least, anyway. Um, I'll be yeah. tuning in to see how you get on and all the listeners, I would encourage you to do so. Hopefully it's televised. I'm sure it'll be... Uh, view- yeah, yeah, okay, cool, wicked. Well, Drew, again, uh, I look forward to touching base with you again, you know. Uh, yeah, great speaking. Congratulations again and look forward to touching uh, base soon, hopefully. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. Enjoy your off-season and speak soon. Take care now. Thank you. Bye. Bye.